0: Welcome back to the Trumpet Studio, I'm Recio. Um, I've been gone for a little bit because my wife and I, we moved at the beginning of the quarantine, so we've finally gotten settled in our new place, and the last video I posted was right as we were moving out the door, like I had already started moving furniture out, and <laughs> i decided to get you one more video before I left. But I'm back now, so I'll be able to, to pump out a few videos a week now, not that we're in quarantine, and we can dive into some Trumpet stuff more frequently. And I'll be able to give you guys videos. Look forward to videos on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. So today is Sunday, so this is the first video. Today's video is going to be another trumpet talks video, and today's trumpeter will be Mr. Wynton Marcellus. world renowned trumpet player, one of the best trumpet players that ever lived. Um, if you haven't heard about him, my God, keep watching, so you'll find out more about him, and then do some of your own do some of your own research to find out about him. Um, after watching this video. Quick story about my history with Mr. Marcellus. I met Went Marcellus in 2005, my first time doing Essentially Ellington competition. And in 2006, my high school band, we won Essentially Ellington and they filmed a documentary called Chops. So if you've ever seen that, um, I'm the trumpet player in there. Um, I had longer locks back then, but (laughs) I have them now too. but yeah that's when i met him for the first time he actually wasn't playing at that time he had he had just had his lip surgery but it, was, it changed my entire life being around uh jazz lincoln center and all of those fantastic musicians like sean jones marcus printup ryan kaiser Winton. it was a crazy experience um and so that's how i met Wenton. and so i'll tell a couple other stories about some of the other people he's playing with in his solo but this particular recording is him playing a solo over at cherokee um about 15 or 20 years ago so let's dive into when Marcella solo over Cherokee. this was posted by somebody in 2009 but I think it was a few years before that so let's get started we'll check it out and I'll pause at some important points I want to let it play mostly during the beginning and talk to you guys and talk to you guys more about some of the elements that happened towards the end that you'll want to dive into and check out based on what we talk about. All right, so first and foremost, this is when Marcellus, those of you who haven't heard about him, please, please help yourself out by diving into his his catalog. He's one of the best trumpet players on the planet and probably one of the best trumpet players that ever lived. Um, So a couple elements early on is he's been playing by himself so far, and he's also playing in a mute, and that mute is called a bucket mute and so they have two variations of bucket mutes one is the one that you see here where it's like a, a steel or a metal version of it with holes on the sides full of cotton and another version is that you is one that's made of a, of a wooden material that clips onto the side of your bill and it also is filled with cotton or some fluffy material to absorb the sound and so like that's what you're hearing that's different about his sound right now versus what you'd hear if he was playing open which He's a master of playing open, but this has a very distinct and unique sound to it. So let's keep listening. Also, the drums have come in. Mr. Herlin Riley will join Winton in his playing over Cherokee. So that line right there, man. That's that's a killing line that he just played. And so something I want to point out about that that line he just played is that he was using some of his uh, trumpet lip slur technique to make a musical statement. And so that's something that's if you've been shedding lip slurs and developing your ability to play all through the range of the instrument, some things that like you may not think to incorporate in your own playing. But something that you can see that he utilized here so he's basically doing a, a slur from e to c and then going chromatically down with that slur to b b flat a g flat and back up um i'll try to give you an example
1: all
0: right so he's starting on e and keep going he goes back to the reference note of e and then goes down chromatically back up all right, so he gets back to tonic or the root note of the chord from that. But he's doing that killing slur but also making a musical musical statement with it. So it's something you can check out. Um something you can play in B-flat. So if you're playing over B-flat blues, you can <laughs> throw that killing uh, virtuosic line over it. And it's something that you're getting from Whit Marcellus. Let's roll some more of that solo. So I'll stop, there. I'll stop there as well. That was one of those moments that are really important when it comes to advancing your playing, especially over fast tempos and playing with other people that you play with a lot. So a lot of younger players, when they learn how to play chord changes, they'll start to um, play every note that's a part of every chord change to outline every chord that's happening. But if you listened on what he just did there, he was mostly dealing with like the diminished B flat sound um, while playing with Herlin and like diving in and out of what Herlin was doing rhythmically. And so they had a, a, basically an a, a 8 bar, 16 bar rhythmic phrase that carried over where they were communicating via just rhythm, or mostly rhythm, it's also just not, it's not just rhythm, mostly rhythm, telling a story and communicating back and forth together that didn't have to outline the changes. However, they both know exactly where they are in the form, so as soon as that, rhythmic exchange is over, they can dive right into the next section of the tunes. And that's another level of advanced musicianship and advanced musical thinking. Yeah, let's just listen to some more. All right, so I'm going to pause it now because Wynton's about to go (laughs) really off right now. (laughs) He's about to take the trumpet playing and virtuosity to a whole new level, which I want to talk about specifically, but I want to sneak in a little story about... (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Herlin Riley, which, you know, I live in New Orleans, and he is born and raised from New Orleans, and he lives in now. He was on the road with Wynton for probably 20-plus years, and does shows with him here and there. Um, So my first time playing with Mr. Herlin Riley was at a function with Delphio Marcellus' big band. Funny story. It's quick, but uh, I had just moved to New Orleans within six months. And so there's a famous set of songs that you have to know and play in the city of New Orleans um second line and that one's in B flat and there's a trumpet call that you have to do right before it, which there's a few tunes that you have to do a trumpet call um, Here's here's an example so the that trumpet the second line I just mentioned in B flat is so that's that call However, and I, I knew that before I moved to New Orleans, but when I got here, this is prior to me knowing this information, <laughs> I was on that particular performance, and they called Paul Barberin's Paul Barberin's second line, which is an F and has a different treble call. And I was like, oh yeah, I know it, I got it. So I walked up to the front of the stage, and they were like, yeah, go ahead, kick it off. And I was like, Pilberto. but the other song's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, roll-off is... <hums> so I don't want to play the whole tune but it's a completely different song and so I went and played the first one <laughs> didn't have a clue the other song, how the melody went and I'm supposed to be playing the melody oh man, it was it was a complete disaster however, I learned a lot in that moment so, little quick story about my first time playing with Hurl Riley and so I'll keep going and I have another story about some other people who are on the bandstand, but here we go went solo, he's about to dive into some Intense, intense trumpet playing, circular breathing, playing the upper register, it's amazing, so check this out. We bought four courses in and the rhythm section fully has come in finally at this point. so that's uh, Rodney, Rodney Whitaker. So that is Rodney Whitaker on the bass. For those of you who might not know, I went to Michigan State University for my master's degree in jazz studies. So I studied with Rodney Whitaker there and A.T.N. Charles is my trumpet professor. So I spent a lot of time with Rodney Whitaker. Lots of stories, lots of stuff went on while I was there in those two years. Uh, but one of the most impactful moments that I had, <clears throat> one of the most impactful moments I had from that situation Um, was that throughout the course of my time being there my last few months we had a series of concerts and the grad students, we all had a particular uh, song we were featured on in the big band on Eye of the Hurricane, uh, Herbie Hancock's tune and so we had gotten to the point where we were playing so much together and like we were developing a vibe so much that uh, Rodney encouraged, encouraged us to um play an entire section of the song without a prescribed or planned uh set of grooves to go through but the freedom was there to do what do whatever we wanted to and so it was based on like however we were playing whatever uh, uh rhythms we were playing what whatever style we were playing or, or whatever kind of suggested things we'd go do whatever style it is like it didn't matter like we did whatever style we wanted to and so he watched me in the rhythm section play like that in a big man setting for a few months And we got to some really killing stuff. We, like, we really dove into some real serious music, some some real serious music there. And so that was really special. And the night before my senior recital, he pulled me to the side one, like, one night when we were throwing a few drinks back and was like, man, you're one of the most talented trumpet players I've ever met. Like, I see the same greatness in you that I've seen, you know. A lot of the trumpet players I work with. And he worked with, you know, Wenton and Terrence and Ter- Terrell Stafford. So a lot of heavy hitters. And so that meant a lot for me to hit for him to tell me that. And so, like, that's my story about Rodney Rutherford. Let's get back <laughs> to Wenton Solo. Alright, woo! So that was a lot. So let's unpack a little bit of what just happened on Wynton's solo. So here's one of the key points that I want to bring up throughout talking about this, where we're talking about playing over a tune that has a lot of changes that may trip a lot of people up, and a tune that's very fast tempo, and they're going in and out of having rhythm section playing, rhythm section dropping out. So one of the things I want to bring up here is that while Wynton's taking this portion of his solo, he's playing the extremities of the range of the instrument however I want you to imagine that what he's doing is not something that's like a an etude or a sequence of patterns that he's played so let's imagine that when you're at this level and you've worked out all the kinks of your ability to play your imagination and your ability to sing and conceptualize a musical moment and paint with your ability is the only thing that dictates what you do so if you've gotten past knowing how to outline a 2-5 on the bridge or getting to that you know the the D flat minor at the first chord. you know when you get past that point of plan you have to make choices that are going to make statements and paint pictures that you want to paint and so that's one of those moments where if you were the soloist on this song would you have thought to do some of the the incredibly virtuosic things that came to him or would you have thought it but your technique and ability have limited you from getting to the idea of painting that big picture that you were trying to paint with the band with the rhythm section let's keep listening Man, oh man, what an amazing, crazy solo, um, that just hit on so many points about the 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 full range of the instrument, um, finger dexterity and air and flow and so the things that I want for you to move forward or for us to think about with this situation is if we had the ability to play anything on the instrument in the world. Like if you had gotten past every barrier of playing, what would you choose to play? And so that's that's a a long term goal when you are when you're a master. So like, let's say you know everything in the world about music, you still have to choose what notes you're gonna play when you're gonna play them. So take that run with that one. So I hope you guys enjoyed checking out some of Winton's solo, dissecting a little bit of it. And hear some personal stories on my behalf. Um, so thank y'all for checking out. Check thank you for checking this out. I'm gonna send this to Amber to send us one out, man. Thank y'all. I'm out. Hey guys, this is Amber. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. You can help out by hitting the like button and also sharing with your friends. Have you hit that subscribe button yet? If not, make sure you do so. And while you're there, go ahead and hit the bell notification so you can be the first to see all of the latest videos. Thanks
1: for watching.